0: you are locked on indians
1: your daily cleveland indians podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello everyone welcome to locked on indians this is an interview i did with jave uh, javi of looked locked on padres wow butchering it today at the start but Again, this was recorded before I was supposed to make a trip that I then was unable to make because of a knee injury. It has been in the can since before New Year's. So if you're wondering about some of the statements or anything that is made in this podcast, remember this was recorded over two weeks ago. Still a fun interview. Javi is well-beloved in the Lockdown Group. Uh, Glue guy, great personality. It's a fun talk. Uh, Great chance to get to see... He's a large personality, and I mean that in the best ways possible. So listen to us talking about the Snell deal, the Clevenger deal, and the Darvish deal coming up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Indians, your week daily Indians podcast and weekly video podcast. We have a special guest, emergency guest on the show today. I want to give a lot of thank you to Javi. I I told him I was going to say his name wrong. (laughs) Over on Lockdown Padres, who jumped in uh, literally on two minutes notice, came to the show, everything that's happening with the Padres it seemed like a perfect time to have him on so he made time in his busy schedule to come and join us on the show which is important if you want to hear more about the Padres Lockdown Padres is of course the first place to go thanks for having me on tell them where they can find you on Twitter for those who are listening and uh, any other things that you'd like to promote just right here off the top
0: yeah so like you said Lockdown Padres the Twitter account for the show is at LO underscore Padres and my personal account which I'll be fully fully transparent I don't necessarily always tweet about baseball on my main account. It's actually a little bit hectic on there as you could. I mean, people, if you can't tell, I'm literally wearing a headband and my buddy Stitch is joining me right now. So it's a little, you can imagine how hectic things must get on my personal account, but uh, you can follow me there, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J A V I I P E N O genius. I know, but uh, yeah, good stuff going on there. I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. And it's been, uh, of course, a crazy 24 (laughs) hours. Um, With the Padres are doing more than the rest of baseball combined, essentially in terms of trying to make things interesting, uh, two big trades, a big <laughs> signing. And I mean, first off, I just have to thank, uh, the Padres and you in general, uh, that signing helped the Indians out because the Indians and the Padres were never going to trade for Lindor, but uh, him going to the Padres and being a second baseman all the way, that's immediately helpful to the Indians because if he goes to the Blue Jays, then maybe they're not in the market anymore. So that's mm-hmm. it's a thank you at the start adding, mm-hmm. uh, uh, adding him in, and we assume he'll be at a second base. I, I don't I I keep saying him because I'm afraid to butcher his name. I'll be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Uh, but you know, what do you know about your newest second baseman? <sighs> it's like, first of all, I just have to say, like, it's amazing
0: that so much can change so quickly for this team. This is NBA style dealings. AJ probably, like what he does and I made him my my picture on Twitter as I have to you know canonize him a saint at this point what he's been able to do with House on Kim I think that that was oddly and I talked about this on my podcast where that's kind of been the underrated thing now over the last 24 now 36 hours right and you know because and for good reason by the way they just traded for a Cy Young winner and they traded for a guy who was a top five finish in the Cy Young this year in the NL and you Darvish right so people are kind of forgetting about House on Kim I don't pay attention too much to the KBO League. However, I do know that there are prospects that people should be paying attention to. I do not like it when people just say, oh, yeah, there's no baseball. It's like, well, there's no Major League Baseball. There's still baseball going out of the KBO League, and there's some studs there. And we get studs every now and then that come in. I mean, hey, uh, you know, you just never know if somebody's going to come in and make an impact. And I think that this is a low-key thing. From what I've heard, it's just at least expected to be uh, a four-year deal, maybe around $7 million to $8 million a year. And all the projections say this guy is, I've I read some pieces in The Athletic, they said he's going to be Gene Segura with more walks, potentially. Didi Gregorius, which, just from a personality standpoint, I love Didi Gregorius, one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, Marcus Simeon, last time I checked, maybe could have won the MVP a couple years ago. Uh, Carlos Correa, really great comps for this guy. So that's exciting, and it's an un- it's somehow been an underrated move. That's the type of move that one team makes, and that's their big thing of the offseason. Person uh, no. Uh we're we're gonna we're gonna do the three-headed hydra of trades in 24 hours. He's not even waiting. And that's what's so exciting about the team. It makes me wonder where they're gonna move the lineup. And honestly, I don't fully know. Because Jake Cronenworth, who is, you know, we're not Cronenworthy and all that, uh, I love him. But we have to see can he move to the outfield because he has not actually played the outfield in his major league career so far uh, or in his, his minor league career. And honestly he's hasn't even pitched yet, but it's still, there, there's so many different things that he hasn't done yet that we don't know about. And I think with, um, with where he's going to play is going to be a big decision. And that a big kind of storyline to follow for the Padres aside from just if they'll trade for somebody else while we're recording this show, they could do that. They could trade for Lindor. Who knows? Like they could do anything like that. It wouldn't, It's just, it's amazing how much none of that would shock me. I want to see what they do with that. And it would be a lot easier, be a lot easier if the Universal DH was in play uh, for the National League, which we still don't know about. Baseball keeps saying plan on not having it. That's weird. I don't know why you can't just say don't have we don't have it. I don't know what's taking them so long. Would you rather see guys bat a buck 30 every, you know, nine at bats or would you rather see a guy who could hit maybe 250 or 260? Sounds like a hard decision. I know baseball it's really hard, but I have some advanced analytics I could send you guys on why you should use batters instead of pitchers. Uh but still I think that the Padres, that's it's a good problem to have if it is even as a problem. Uh the sun Kim and Jake Cronenworth and where they're going to move the lineup, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I I get to the degree of I've always been to the people listening to the show. It's like I've been saying there will be no DH because um, the owners aren't going to give anything for free. Like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing is for free. Uh, they'll oh, we'll give you that. But if we give you this, everything's been so contentious that uh, And I agree. It would be nice just to have the DH and it would make everything a lot smoother, I think, for all teams. And uh, but it would also increase uh, the cost of running a team because you have to pay that extra hitter. And that's mm-hmm. why we're going to get it being some of those small things. You know, just being someone like myself who loves to dig into stats and I've spent so much time digging through KBO numbers, what I loved about him, uh, compared to like, uh, park a few years ago, who was the big bust Mm -hmm. from Minnesota is this is a player Mm -hmm. who walks a lot and does not strike Mm -hmm. out a lot. And that strikeout percentage, especially in the KBO has been very predictive, uh, guys who have like park, I want to say was close to 30% in the KBO, which is, you know, roughly double a triple a baseball. And that he got over here and he just couldn't make contact. That's not the case. And that's why I agree. I think that this is a special talent, uh, a guy we haven't seen someone of his level coming out of the KBO in a few years. And I think that when you're looking at what he's going to bring, I mean, 7 million a year is going to end up being a bargain. And I, I think, yo, know, you're absolutely right. He does get <laughs> forgotten because you've got two huge names. <laughs> yeah. He's the sandwich, you know, he's this little piece in this huge sandwich of, of trades. And, I did a podcast last week, um, because while well, we're recording now, this will, you know, for those behind the the magic of the recording, this will be probably a week after, uh, we've recorded when this pops up, uh, though I'm having Javi on here, like within that 36 hour window we talked about <laughs> that, you know, you can compare, like it's, I can't recall a team ever going back and looking at Clevenger and Darvish and <laughs> Snell. It's mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And there's just so much occurring and it's obviously a lot of fun. If you're, a Padres fan. And I thought for sure Cronenworth, when I saw the signing news, I'm like, okay, so he's going to the Cubs. Me too. And, in, mm-hmm. and instead it's, I mean, Davies is a, is a. I talked about this too. He's a good four or five for mm-hmm. the Cubs. I believe he's going to be free agent anyway. So they're probably going to flip him for something, but I don't think they traded a single top 10 prospect to get Darvish. Am mm-hmm. I right in that assessment? Nope. Nope. They basically
0: gave up a lot of lottery tickets. I think Owen Casey, based on what I've heard is kind of the only one that's, I'm not not the only one, but he's the one that people are the most high on. I think what's like you said, it's kind of remarkable. I mean, like we haven't really seen anything like this from major league baseball teams, especially in this basically a two year stretch of acquiring like Machado and or Hosmer was three years ago and uh, Tatis making his debut and then the Trent Grisham trade, which got them Davies in the first place. The the Darvish trade is one of those trades where I would love to see the behind the scenes is it really just that the Cubs are what we think they are, which could very well be true, which is just their cheapskates, and they are one of the four biggest markets in Major League Baseball, yet they've decided to oh, throw up the white flag? Cool. Uh, great, great to know that that's how baseball works. Um, or is it that maybe that was the best they could get, maybe? Which still surprises me, and especially it would surprise me if they took Davies over, say, a prospect. Maybe they... I don't know. I don't necessarily. I can't think of another one that I don't think they would have given up Gore. They definitely wouldn't have given up Gore for for Darvish. They're not giving up Gore for anybody. But I'm a little bit surprised that they would do that. I'm a well, little bit surprised.
1: Knee on the other arm. That yeah. I can think of. Right?
0: Yeah. I actually thought I thought Will Myers might have been the one that was heading out. Mm. There was some really fun tweets about you know. I so said, yeah, someone told me. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, and look, here's how I view it. Myers. I love him. I really do. Like, it's a total heel, heel turret on my part. And I think a lot of Padres fans part in terms of how good he is. We're like, you know what? He's such a goofball. We like him. Uh, even when he's bad, he's still such a goofball. So that was there. But this year he was good. So it's like, oh, man, it would be it would be sad if he got traded. But I would get it. You'd basically be selling high. And I would understand it considering he's had such a history of being a streaky kind of player. And especially he's not a great uh he's a really minus defender. Even even during this year, he wasn't very good. He got a little lucky too. I don't think he had too many balls hit towards him, but uh that's a whole another thing. And Davies, good starter. However, one thing I was talking about is I wonder if he's a little bit has a gimmick thing. I wonder if people eventually are gonna catch on to he throws that sinker like middle and away kind of all the time when he needs to get an out and people sucker into it. It's a great pitch, don't get me wrong, but is something like that 2.5, 2.7, I think, ERA repeatable? Is he going to replicate that? I don't know. Is he still a really high quality, like, four or five guy who might give you some good innings when you need them? He actually was the innings leader for the Padres this year, believe it or not, not Chris Paddock, or Nelson Lament. So that's definitely a good get, but that's a good get, just to be mean to the Cubs again. That's a good get if you're, like, really competing. Not if you're, uh, it looks like, rebuilding. It's not necessarily a good gift that you want. Now I know he's cheap; he's not costing too much. But this isn't a guy that's going to help necessarily build your team too much. So I was really surprised that the Cubs were doing that. I'd love to know the behind the scenes. If you know, maybe Peller refused to give up somebody, and then the Cubs eventually took it. I would love to know who said what first. What came first? Did did the the the, the Cubs ask for Davies first, or did the Padres counter or something like that? And that's just those are the type of things that we won't find out now. But it's definitely questions that I would have for if I'm a Cubs fan, especially.
1: Want to talk about our fantastic sponsors on the show today? Let's talk Rock Auto. Rock Auto was a sponsor earlier this year, and people went there and used their uh, product enough that they came back. That is what we like to see as a Locked On podcast. And remember, when you do go to Locked On, when you go to Rock Auto, say Locked On, Locked On Indians, Locked On MLB. Make sure you just say Locked On in the how'd you hear about us, so they know again that it's through Locked On that you went to RockAuto.com. Now, why should you go there? It's an it's an advocate for yourself. You're you're advocating for yourself, and you're making sure that you get good deals, good prices on your car. I know when I go into when there's something wrong with my car, the anxiety and pressure is so high because I don't necessarily know what is going to go on. I just know it always ends up being expensive. So when they say you need this part, that's when you want to pull out your phone, check Rock Auto, see if there's a better price or deal. You always want to have Rock Auto there in your back pocket, to save you money. It's a mom and pop, family owned business, one location there, pa- keeping the overhead low, keeping those, passing the savings on to you. Go to Rock Auto, you tell them Locked On sent you, save yourself money. You're going to thank us later. RockAuto.com, tell them Locked On sent you. BetOnline.ag, they are our newest sponsor, and college football is now in the books, so your major sports, college basketball, basketball, and hockey is starting. All these things uh, that you could bet on, and I gotta tell you, right now I have some some massive regret. Uh, maybe a sore subject, but I had a bad feeling about the national championship game I just did, and I was going to put money on it uh, using BetOnline.ag, and I did not. And boy, did I miss out! Uh, don't be like me. Don't sit here and have regrets, and don't spend the next day being like, well. Okay, not only does that game stink to watch, but if I had gone with my instinct, at least I would have a few hundred bucks right now. <laughs> don't be the person that's like, ow, that hurt, and I don't have extra money. You want to go to betonline.ag. You want to make sure that you're getting that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You know, Put in a big amount, you're getting a 50% bonus. Put in a small amount, you're getting a 50% bonus. Either way, you get that bonus. So you want to go over to betonline.ag. Use The promo code locked on that is how you get that 50% welcome bonus. And remember to visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonlineag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for your free account and use the promo code locked on to get that 50% sign up bonus. Hashtag betonline. And then Locked On Bets is our newest podcast. They're bringing in some professionals to work on this one. This is going to be a big time show over here at Locked On. And the reason why they are putting the time and money into it is we have people like your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, and they're going to pick college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I'm curious to see, too, to the, supposedly the Cubs are going to send some money back to see the balancing aspect yeah. with that. We don't yeah. even know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. But Davies, I think, is going to cost about $7 million. And the thing with Darvish, I'll say, and I talked about this on the podcast, is his he's owed most places incorrectly, say, $59 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, him having a top five finish in the Cy Young means his contract is now 62 million over the next three years. Mm -hmm. So I'll be curious to see how much gets balanced out next year. And then, I mean, I liked Owen Cassie a lot. I wrote a draft profile on him. I could right now open up my website and see exactly where I had him ranked when I did my, you know, he made my top 70 prospects, uh, plus power, good speed for what he Mm -hmm. is, but like he's in, uh, you know, I want to say he was 17th on draft day too. You know, an 18-year-old Canadian player who didn't get to play in the minors at all this year, and all I mean, three. I can't recall ever seeing a trade too. Just to keep going on this, how weird this Darvish deal is. Three teenagers. The the old man is a is a 20-year-old prospect. It's yeah. It's an interesting. There's somebody that might be maybe ready to go
0: triple A usually in these deals, you know. At yeah. least someone who's might be like 23, 24, usually you get something like that. Someone's a little bit more developed. But yeah, it's just all raw raw prospects from the uh from that perspective. Even the so the, like the and the Blake Snell deal, which we haven't not to transition mm-hmm. to, it, but that one you know, <laughs> they gave up uh, Luis Patino, who is still young too, but at mm-hmm. least you've seen him literally debut in the majors before. So I was definitely surprised by the Cubs and I'm surprised that they're just it's amazing. They're just out. It kind of is it makes once we saw Theo Epstein leave, I guess we should have expected that they were going to really have more of a fire sale, but they're definitely another team to watch in terms of Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber. I heard his name tossed around. I, I It's just it, they might really have a fire sale. And if so, it's, it's fun as baseball fans. For Cubs fans, not as much. Although Cubs fans, I don't know. You guys got your World Series. I, yeah. I wonder if they're that upset. It's kind of like the Cleveland, the Cavs thing where LeBron left after winning the championship. I don't think there's too many Cavs fans that are that upset about that. I think the Cubs fans, they're angered. not might not be that they're not good right now. It might just be more team's worth 3.2 billion why are we why are we not even pretending to try maybe that's yeah. what their issue is why
1: aren't you keeping your talent i mean i i mm-hmm. kind of um from an investment standpoint i kind of want the cubs to be bad for a bit because <laughs> I, I i went to game two and i still have my game two ticket stub yeah that's true Cub one and my uh my i got the guide so i figure you know if the cubs are bad for a while that ticket stub and guide is just going to keep accumulating uh value for some cubs fan who's out there and wants the collector's item of the the stub from the first game they won in the World Series that they of the World Series they won, plus the program from it. So uh that's you know, I'm a teacher, so I have to come up with other ways to do retirement <laughs> planning on top of just teaching. So that's that's part of my planning. Uh, the... You know, you you find some ways, but I, I think it just with that Cubs team, you know, they they let Schwarber go. Um, so he's now a free agent. But yeah, Baez and Bryant, what are they gonna trade? What are they gonna get? I mm-hmm. and those minors aren't great. Let's be, be honest. Um, yeah. It's not, there's not a lot of help on the way. I am, I'm am kind of a little bit gobsmacked and I'm curious to see too, like Davies, Bryant, Baez. Uh, Baez, again, Indians perspective. That's not great news for Indians fans because that's another shortstop on a market flooded with shortstops mm-hmm. um, where teams are also being cheap and Lindor has a high salary and he's going to be a high cost. And mm-hmm. uh, I think if you're an Indians fan, watching what the Padres do a makes you jealous. Um, but B the biggest concern as an Indians fan you have to have right now is, uh, the Lindor market. And I think it is not as hot as people want to think. Um, you know, the Reds were one of those teams that was rumored and now the Reds might be the next set of arms to get moved. Who knows? Maybe the the Padres will uh, decide to go uh, as Luis Castilla at this rate. And, uh, I mean, it's just, everything's on the
0: book. Like you could say I could get a friggin' Twitter notification from Jeff Passad right now that's like Padres are in deep talks with Trevor Bauer, deal expected within the ex- next two hours. That I'd be, I mean, I would probably stitch would go flying across the room. We'd be freaking out right now, but it's just not that surprising. It's really crazy that there's. It, it feels like baseball is heading in this weird direction. At least this off season, where it's just like the teams that are going to be good are the ones that are actually trying. The Padres, the Dodgers, who might just be the two best teams in baseball now. I'm really curious to see like what happens with the rest of some of these teams. Maybe the Mets, I, I feel like everyone's just kind of penciling in George Springer to that team. But it's very oh man. Like I can't it's it's also I saw someone make a joke where they were like, you know, baseball has to be careful about Ah, uh, the Padres using the Chicago Cubs as their farm system, and that's it. It's like no, usually it's the other way around, yeah. you know. Uh, so that's it's an amazing kind of reverse of fortunes that's going on right now uh, between uh, the Padres and the rest of the league. I think.
1: I think it's interesting too with the Padres. Um, just going back for the past few years, it's like two, three trades in the last calendar year with the with Tampa, two with yeah. Cleveland in recent years. They seem to. Mm-hmm uh certainly have connections with certain organizations and they keep Mm -hmm. going back to uh, you know we'll talk about the 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 other two big deals um well i should say the one recent big deal and of course we're going to talk about the clevenger deal because this is locked on indians well as you can tell that was quite the fun discussion and i still have another 28 minutes of discussion uh no ads in that just pure 28 minutes so tune in friday to hear javi and i talk more baseball more trades more Padres, more Indians, uh, more everything. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Indians Podcast. And at least for now, go tribe.